Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. There's been a stirring in me, like this indignation, right? I, I don't know if you've kind of felt that same thing, but man, there's been heaps of sickness going on. There's lots of stuff happening. And I'm like, God, oh, like, I've, I've been kind of praying with this sense of like, God, I want to see things shift. Because actually I've had enough of people telling me they can't come to church because they're sick. Yeah, and or that, that actually they can't do things in life and that there's, there's pressure with work, right? That, that everything's becoming demanding. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. And I, partly I think that's the reality of life. But also I'm, I'm convinced that we don't have to come underneath that, right? That we don't have to come underneath that and, and that we don't have to restrict our lives, that we don't, we can be wise about what we do and, you know, wearing masks is still a great option, right, and things like that. But actually, we don't have to live under the weight of circumstances, uh, despite what's going on, or, or to, to pull back our lives and live in a way uh, where we, we're restricted from community, where we're restricted from the things that bring us joy, Right, where we're restricted from that because actually that's, we serve a God who is greater than all of those things. And so this morning, I wanted to talk to you about that. I wanted to talk around the idea of like, how do we keep hopeful in the midst of uncertainty and suffering? And, and I, I want to just focus on kind of one aspect this morning, but a powerful thing we can do is to remind ourselves of the goodness of God. Uh, the Bible presents the truth that God is good over and over and over again, right? You just read the Psalms and you're struck by it, right? That it's, it's a continual theme. And uh, I, I could fill a sermon just reading verses from the Bible about God's goodness, right? That we could fill heaps of time doing that. Uh, we can be here till five o'clock, right? <laughs> you know, or later just reciting these verses that actually the goodness of God, because the Bible is full of them. Uh, in Exodus 34, verse 6, in the New King James Version, it says this, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Chronicles 16, uh, 1 Chronicles uh, 16, 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. See, when I say God is good, I mean he's gracious. I mean he's merciful. He's slow to anger. And rich in love. A generous God who has an infinitely generous attitude towards you and me. By nature, God longs to bring blessing and joy to all of his creation. You know, there's so many more things uh, that the goodness of God encompasses. And I can't uh, explain them all today. But actually, you know, I love that as we read the word, that we see different elements of God's goodness represented in uh, the stories of real life people, right? Of people in the Bible. And uh, I love reading the accounts of David. Because he's someone, right, who seems to just overflow with this ability to talk about the goodness of God in his life. David knows it, and he often writes about it. And in uh, 1 Samuel 21, uh, we read that David finds himself in a difficult situation. Saul is pursuing him, uh, trying to kill him. If you know the story of uh, David, he's kind of anointed king as a young boy. Uh, and then he comes into the, the kind of the courts of Saul, and he, uh, Saul kind of gets a bit jealous of the anointing of God on David's life. And so he uh, 
you're like, wants to kill him. Uh, and so uh, it, we, we f- kind of follow this story. But Saul's pursuing and trying to kill David at this point. Uh, and David learns of Saul's plan to kill him. And then he returns to Gibeah to say goodbye to Jonathan, who's Saul's son. A really cool kind of side story is the, just the connection and relationship that Jonathan and David have. And after that, he escapes to Nove, and uh, he receives food, and uh, the priest gives him the sword that he's used to kill uh, Goliath at that point. And he receives that from the priest, which is pretty cool. Uh, And then he flees to Gath in the Philistine territory. Uh, And there he pretends to be insane uh, when the Philistines and King I can never say this word, Achish, become suspicious. Uh, So he is able to escape. Uh, to the cave of Adullam. And uh, there he writes Psalm 34 about this experience. And I want to read this as a kind of core scripture today. Uh, Psalm 34 verse 1 to 9 says this, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatest. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. I love the the imagery of the Bible, right? Radiant with joy. You know, you meet those people and you're like, what about you just glows, right? It's like sometimes people in pregnancy, they get that kind of glow. But there's something, sometimes that radiance of joy that just flows out of people. It's like what it is for us to be radiant with joy. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds me and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord for you, his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. It's a pretty incredible psalm. Even in the midst of real difficulty, David professes the goodness of God. Right? In Psalm, uh, the, verse 34, verse 4, it says this, He will set us free from our fear and troubles. What a promise, right? That we can be set free from things. He will guard and rescue us in verse 7. He will show shows us and allows us to experience his goodness. He supplies our needs. He listens when we call to him. Isn't that amazing? Right? That we're not serving a distant God, but someone who's close and who cares about the intricacies of our lives. He redeems us. It's amazing. I felt prompted to write this message after I talked to heaps of people who have just been suffering at the moment. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, sickness, you know, uh, the, the financial situations, COVID's just put a strain on our well-being and relationships. And See, the weight of what's happening around us can begin to take root and start to influence our feelings of joy, our our hope, and our desire to connect with God and others. And today, I'm believing that God wants to restore hope, that he wants to remind us that he is a good God and that even in suffering, he loves us and desires that we would flourish. 
And, and I love, I hadn't talked to Pastor Jono when I wrote this message. Actually, my granddad died last week. And so uh, I wrote this. I was supposed to do that, but we had the funeral. And so uh, when Pastor Jono talked at Team Nada, if you came to Team Nada, I love that the, what he talked about, just the having the presence of God, that in challenge we can grow, right? There, there's those circumstances in God's presence. There's so much power. And uh, as, a, as a family, I reflect on this year. And I think we've faced some of the toughest challenges in our lives. Uh, we, uh, we started this year really excited because uh, in November we discovered that we were having a baby uh, and that was going to be awesome. Uh, and we told our, our kids about it uh, and at Christmas, on Christmas Day we told them about it um, and we started to kind of plan for our newest arrival. Uh, then in the middle of our holiday in January, uh, I was getting ready for church one morning uh, and just felt this incredible pain, like, like, apart from labor, like, never experienced, but like, you know, brings back the memories, right? (laughs) Uh, And I'd had like a a healthy, normal pregnancy uh, to that point, uh, where everything seemed to be going as usual. Um, So, so it came as a shock. Uh, so I called my midwife, and uh, she suggested that I go to the uh, obstetrics department at the hospital. Uh, and then over a couple of days, they did several scans and discovered uh, that I had an ectopic pregnancy uh, and that uh, the baby had been growing in my right fallopian tube. Um, and this can be really serious, um, sometimes kind of life-threatening. Uh, so they took me into surgery and removed uh, everything within two hours. Um, and uh, the, pain, uh, the, the pain that I had been experiencing uh, was the baby and the tube rupturing. Um, and, like, oh, it was a, a massive thing for us, right? Like, to, to be in the circumstances. And as you can imagine, I felt really broken. Uh, this was the baby. We'd prayed uh, for this baby, and we were excited to welcome it into our family. Uh, and, like, oh, man, I, I didn't understand the circumstances, right? I, I, in my brokenness, I was, had this amazing feeling of being completely undone by this feeling of, of God's protection over uh, our lives and, and the goodness of God in my life. And, uh, sorry, I came prepared with tissues. And only, only one day before everything had happened, uh, we'd been in Lake Topol on holiday. Uh, and where my mum and dad, they have this little beach house, and it's a long way from medical support. Um, it's, uh, you know, Topol doesn't have a super big hospital. Uh, but we, we literally came home for like less than 24 hours. We were coming home on Saturday night, and we were planning to go to Tiano on Sunday morning straight after church. That was our plan. So we came home for church, uh, and then we were going. And in Tiano as well, it's, uh, if you've ever been to Tiano, you know, it's a beautiful place, and part of its awesomeness is that it's away from everything. <laughs> um, but that means also, it's away from everything um, and so there wasn't a lot of specialist care uh, and I, I had this acute awareness of God's incredible protection and just felt this, this deep sense of, of his love and his care for me uh, and for us and I, I don't know I've had a couple of situations in my life where I realized that actually the situation was quite life-threatening that God has miraculously saved me from situations of um, and, and in this moment, like, in, in our brokenness, in our kind of sadness, actually also being overcome by this fact that God is good, 
that, that God is good and that we sat in the hospital over the next few days, Caleb and I, obviously really sad about the situation, but we, we just had this incredible gratitude as well for the fact that, that we have two healthy boys, right? Two boys, uh, they're awesome, they're full of life and energy um, and, you know, 98% of the time I'm really grateful for that and then like, you know, let's be honest, like, yeah, I'm a normal parent, <laughs> And, you know, and we came and we realized, like, you go to the maternity hospital, right, uh, and Christchurch Women's, and you ride the elevator, and it could be the happiest moment of your life if you go to the fifth floor to collect your new baby, uh, or it could be the saddest moment of your life if you go to the second floor and you're there to see someone and they tell you maybe you can never have kids. Um, and we were struck by this, right, this fact that, that God, like, in the midst of all of the circumstances that he was there comforting us and reminding us of his goodness in this time. And in challenging times in our lives, we have the choice to pull back, to become isolated, like to let our disappointment take us away from community and connection with God. Or we have a choice to press in, to choose to trust him even when we're suffering and in the circumstances feel so difficult. And, you know, there have been moments in the last six months, eight months, however long it's been since then, where like, I felt really broken. Like, I, you know, didn't always feel like getting up on a Sunday morning and coming to church. I didn't, you know, like, uh, where these moments, but actually I've reminded myself again and again that God is good and that in his presence that I find what I need. I find him, I find connection. I find, I loved my granddad died in the middle of a session in shout. And it was hard luck. Oh, my granddad was the most lovely man. And I, I went out of the session and I talked to my mum on the phone and I came back in and I just stood in the presence of God and I couldn't sing because I felt overwhelmed. But actually in this moment, I was reminded of the fact that we serve a good God. Actually, in the, in the midst of suffering, and I, I was excited because I know that my granddad loved Jesus, and he's in heaven. And I, 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 I got this picture of him holding our baby in heaven, which was oh, like, blue, like, you know, felt overcome. But this reminder of the fact that as we come into his presence, and, and what I loved at Shout is that all these amazing ladies in church just kind of gathered around, gave me a hug, prayed for me. And just that sense of community, that sense of people coming together, that actually we have this in this space, and it's an incredible thing. In Psalm 34, as we think it through the lens of our lives, right, maybe you've experienced suffering in the same way, sorry. Maybe right now life feels really tough. Maybe someone's not chasing you in the physical, but you feel under pressure. That you feel like there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Maybe you've experienced suffering and, and you realize that your hope is being squashed. Or that actually that there's this, this pain that you're experiencing, this grief, this loss. And, and I, I'm, I'm amazed that in the midst of his situation that David could write that Psalm 34, that I will praise the Lord at all times. Man, that's tough, right? That's tough. Let's be real. It's not easy to always praise God. In the midst of our circumstances, I will boast in him. Let all who are helpless take heart. 
Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all our fear, all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. I can account to that feeling this year, right? Lying in bed, tears streaming down my, winning my pillow, you know, that sticky pillow face that you get, right? And knowing that God listened, that he listened in my brokenness, that he was there comforting me in those moments, that he saved us from our troubles. For the Lord is a God. He surrounds and defends those who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Psalm 34, David encourages us to seek God, to cry out to him, to trust him, to fear him, to give him reverence and to turn from evil, do good and seek peace. See, even in the midst of the suffering David was experiencing, he was able to speak of the goodness of God and praise him. Cool. Ben, do you want to come? Cool. Psalm 23 verse 6 says this, Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. The message translation for this says, your goodness and love chase after me, right? It's like, like you're running and like goodness and love are like right there, chasing after you, right? We do this thing, race you to bed. It's a great strategy for getting your kids in bed, uh, right? And like that, and it's like, with a, you know, goodness and love are chasing after you. That no matter where we are, that God's love is there, right there, pursuing us. That he pursues us. That this is the God we serve. Psalm 31 verse 19 and 20 says, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in a secret place of your presence from the plots of men. You shall keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. I play uh, interclub squash on a Tuesday night. It's awesome. Great outlet for me. Uh, and I was sitting after squash. We have this like supper after interclub. Uh, and I, lots of ladies in their kind of 60s where I was playing at Burnside. Anyway, uh, one of the ladies uh, in the group is uh, um, uh, a hairdresser at a retirement village. And she said to me, we were just chatting, and uh, she said to me, you know, I'm not a Christian. And I, it's not that I don't believe. It's, you know, like I... Just kind of on the fence. She said, but I, I get these old people who come to my chair and I listen to their stories and they tell me about their life or they tell me about the things. And she said, you know, that's an incredible thing. She said, I've noticed that the Christians have this hope and this peace, right, that, that the other people don't. 
Like these people have come coming to, towards the end of their life and they're acutely aware that that's kind of the, the stage that they're in in the hospital. She, you know, she sits there and she cuts their hair and she says, like, wow, actually there's something about them. She said not all of them kind of articulate it in that way, but there's this hope that they carry and there's this peace about them. And I was like, man, this woman is not a Christian and she can recognize this in these people. I was like, God, I want to be like that. I want to get to the end of my life and for life not to have taken me out. For the circumstances and the suffering and the things that have happened to me, not to to have robbed me of the hope, not to have robbed me of the joy, not to have robbed me of the peace. I want to be someone who at the end of my life looks with hope and knowing because I've known a good God. Not just because I'm going to heaven, that's going to be amazing, right? But actually, I've known a good God. I've I've experienced His goodness even in the midst of suffering. Like, even in the midst of these hard moments. Oh, sorry, one second. verse 5 to 7 says this, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous work. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. We serve a good God. We serve a God who cares intricately about every one of our lives. And uh, someone said to me recently, uh, I read a verse, a thing, just a quote, about the fact that, that God desires relationship with each one of us, right? The good news in another way is that a love that was not afraid to extravagantly adore me before I was ready. That's the love that we have in Jesus, right? That He adored us, that He came and gave His life for us before we were ready. And and this morning, I want to take an opportunity. Maybe you can close your eyes. Maybe you recognize that you're not in relationship with God. The incredible thing is that He came for you. He came for each one of us. And this morning, We love to just take a moment in our services to give people an opportunity to respond. And what you're doing is just saying, God, I I choose to to give my life to you. I want to follow you. And and we don't have what it means right now, but actually what we do is we love to walk with people, to to help people, and just to, to, to kind of guide you because community and relationship and our work journey with Jesus is so important. But if that's you this morning, maybe you recognize either for the first time Or just as a recommitment that you're saying, God, I accept the gift of your son, Jesus, and uh, that he died for me and that he rose again and that his love was poured out so that I could be in relationship with you. If that's you this morning, if you'd love to accept that either for the first time or as a recommitment, just as eyes are closed, you can raise your hand. I'll see you. We'd love to pray with you. Just when you're ready. Maybe you're at home watching this and you want to respond this morning. We'd love if you can message, send me a message. 
love to be able to journey with you to support you in this time as well. Uh, we know that God can minister right now where you are as well. If you're sick and at home, we're believing for healing this morning for you too. You can open your eyes. See, believing God is good is not denying our difficult circumstances. See, we can acknowledge the difficulty while choosing to focus our attention on the goodness of God. Believe that, God, this morning, as I wrote this message, I just felt like God wanted to remind us of His goodness. And I'm believing that uh, that there's a space for us to come and, and maybe you want someone to pray with you. Maybe you just want to worship this morning. But the team are going to play a song. We're not going to rush this moment, but we're going to invite you to come. And we'd just love to be able to pray. I believe that as we worship, just, just as we take a moment between you and God to be open and honest about how you're feeling, that God's going to remind you of His goodness. Maybe right now you need healing. Maybe right now you recognize that your hope has been squeezed out or that you've lost your joy this morning. See, we serve a good God. And I know, like, I don't know how you get through this world without Him, right? Like, I, I, the more I go through circumstances, I think, God, I'm so grateful that you're there, that you're with me in these moments, that you love me, that you don't leave me on my own to try and work it out. But actually in this time, God, that you love me and you're here to pour your love out this morning. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.